0: guys, it's Daniela.
1: My name is Angel Cantu.
0: And today I wanted to share a couple of new interesting stories for this week. I really wanted to bring Angel on to the show and really share his story and talk about more in depth of his life, not so much of his career, but where his life has truly put him. So how are you? What's going on? How are you feeling?
1: I'm, I'm pretty good this morning. Ah, man, you know, uh my way over here you know it was kind of a uh, roller coaster you know getting here to for this interview because you know i got lost <laughs> and I, it took me two hours to get here and it was only supposed to be 30 minutes but other than that i'm great i'm great i'm happy to be here
0: so are you originally from texas you originally, where are you we live
1: here in texas uh corpus christi down south the like deep south no <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so what got
1: you into acting how did that begin what i got into acting was when i was in high school um i was a freshman and i wanted to uh see what i can get into you know see what i'm capable of because when i was in eighth grade i was a small scrawny kid you know and i was picked on a lot because i was just really small skinny you no know, bones and i figured that was throughout the whole middle school year and once Once I realized, I'm going into high school, I need to make some changes. So I looked at the uh, paper that shows electives and what to get involved in. So I thought, hmm, okay, how about, I'm going to join wrestling. Maybe I can work out and get big and strong, and um, that'll be pretty cool, you know, with the cool kids and stuff. And, oh, theater arts. I'm going to definitely do that, because uh, I've always wanted to try it out. I figured maybe this would be something I can do. And now, come high school, oh, freshman year of high school was a nightmare because, you know, obviously still small and scrawny. So I thought, okay, maybe this won't be too bad. Wrestling destroyed me. But I continued and kept on going and disciplined myself, toughened it out. Theater arts, I got involved in stage plays mm-hmm. and got to... Uh, learn how to act and uh, become a character, you know. I get to be somebody. Somebody else that I've always wanted to be, you know, like um
0: But did you originally like was being an actor a thing for you? Was that like, oh I want to be an actor or because I mean I kinda know a little bit of your When I got more involved
1: in it, Mm -hmm. I wanted to continue doing it and I've watched a lot of movies where these amazing actors and actresses were like Doing their scenes and then I would mimic that on stage and perform greatly and everybody would love it and When they love it, I love it. So I continue doing it where I can inspire and show people that Oh, also I'm not I'm deaf. I'm hard of hearing in my left ear completely deaf in my right ear so of course it wasn't it was challenging to be a deaf person on A deaf actor, it was challenging because on stage, I can't hear nothing. I would have to look at the actor's face and when they're moving their lips, when they're done, I would know when my lines would come up. And most of the time, it was very difficult, but I inspired a lot of kids and teachers and everybody that watched me on stage. And that's when I decided, I'm gonna prove people wrong that I can do this.
0: Did you feel like maybe you being deaf Separated you from people for a specific reason? Do you feel like? How do you feel about it? Because I know that everybody who who has who carries like baggage on them or has something about them makes them different. Some people look at it in a negative light, They're like, oh, woe is me. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as like?
1: Yeah, I get asked that question a lot. I get asked a lot of uh, questions by people that are hearing and can speak very well. Of course, me being deaf doesn't mean I'm mute, you know, I can, I learned a lot when I was a kid, you know, taking speech classes, trying to perfect my language. Now, they would ask me questions, how do you do it, you know, I'd be like, I just like look at you and read your lips and do the best I can. Like, I'm just winging it. I'm just going it and uh, trying to like make it look outstanding. But the only thing is, some people don't like to work with me. Because I'm always like, huh, what, Uh, say it again, and it can be very annoying. So I would have like cast members when we're reading our scripts, and we would go over it, and when I'm looking at my lines, somebody finished talking, and they would try to get my attention, like, hey, hey, you're up, man, go, go, oh, oh, yeah, Um, line, done, and then I didn't realize that it took like two minutes to get my attention, because I was just focused on reading the whole thing and not... Listening or hearing somebody's talking.
0: But you can still like, hear a little bit? No. You can't?
1: No, but um, I have a hearing aid All right. on. Right. It helps. But it's not a miracle device. Without it, I'm, um, hello? Like, I cannot hear myself whatsoever with oh, the hearing wow. aid. I can hear myself speak. But it's really, really loud. Like, if I, if I gave it to somebody who can hear really well, it would be painful for them. And for me, it's like at a normal volume, you know. For example, a TV would be at the highest maximum volume, and that would sound completely normal to me wow. if I was listening to it. Mm, but somebody else is struggling with it, like damn, that's too loud, put it down.
0: But even like listening to music,
1: uh, yeah, it's Bluetooth compatible. I can listen to music yeah. wherever I want to. So if I want to ignore somebody, yeah, yeah I probably ignore you if I'm not listening, you know, just listening to music and jamming. But most of the time, um. It frustrates people, you know. Some some are happy to work with me. They understand what I go through, but some don't want to work with me because it's difficult to have a conversation with me sometimes. You know. I can't contribute to it, or it's just a waste of time. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Even you know, my theater
1: directors would get upset, like oh, like they're frustrated. Yeah. But they would be patient. Right. But if I keep messing up and messing up and messing up, they would be like, sorry, man. You know, maybe acting is not. Cut out for you, and that's when I draw the line. Like, no, nope, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna prove you wrong.
0: When you started your career with the agency, because we are both um, in the same team realm, um, do you feel like maybe I, I I can't do this? Maybe this isn't for me because of. of-
1: I do, sometimes, basically. Um, it was completely unexpected i wasn't even uh... i was fresh out of high school this was back in 2017 Um, i didn't know nothing about the agency i didn't know nothing about acting on tv or, or movies but i did see uh... my agent post a facebook uh... status and my friend tagged me on it saying that she's looking for a deaf person to play a character for a tv show in austin and i thought Why not? I just pressed reply, and I said, I'm I'm deaf. I'll do it. And she immediately got it, sent me the audition. I got the audition. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even know what I was doing. So I did the audition, first try, did the scene, recorded it, sent it to her. She got it, loved it. And I thought, oh, great. She sent it to Austin, uh, the casting directors. They loved it. Immediately got hired immediately got hired
0: and what um uh, What network were you working for?
1: I'll be honest, um I assumed that this would be my breaking point to to uh Get more involved in acting because it was always my dream of becoming an actor And I thought this is it right. an opportunity but hard to explain this part. Okay. As soon as I got booked.
0: That's when you signed, right? right I signed exactly. with the agency. Okay.
1: Immediately signed in and got to go on set on a real-life TV set for a TV show called Kevin Probably Saves the World that was on ABC. Yeah, that's a no. I got to play a character for an airport scene. I was supposed to be the chosen one. And... When I arrived on set, I felt like home. I felt like I belonged. I didn't even feel no pressure. When I was on set, I was like, yeah, I had an assistant with me who helped me get everything in order and had a, uh, became my interpreter, basically, mm-hmm. like talking for me and get, letting me know information. And I loved it. You know, I was like, yes, give me more. And when I was on set, I, I seen the extras and everybody else being like, you know, pressure and everything for me. I, I felt comfortable, 100%. I felt like home. And when I did the scene, nailed it. The director even liked me. He liked how right. I uh, acted and up with facial expressions right. and how I uh, made that character come to life. And I figured, that's it. I'm going to do this forever. After we finished shooting, the... Uh, the casting director said that hopefully I can get, um, what is that, uh, that, re-recasted? Or, no, no, um, I forgot what the word is, when you, uh, what when you, you finish you c- a scene and then you come back.
0: Yeah, they recast you. Okay. Right? Rec- yeah, they bring your character back.
1: They'll bring my character back for season two. And I got that information. I was like, what? Oh, my God, I got excited. I was really, I was hired, hired, I was... I was writing. I was already in it. I'm a deaf guy from a small town, Corpus Christi, achieving his dreams right there. I was, I was hooked. And towards the end of the year, the show wasn't getting that much ratings. You know, it wasn't doing well. So by the end of 2017, it canceled. Or by in the, in the beginning of 2018, the show got canceled, and I was without a job. So. I struggled a lot trying to uh, get more bookings, you know. I still continue doing auditions and submitting, but no luck whatsoever.
0: But the ultimate goal, your journey thus far throughout high school and you growing up, you had already begun a dream that some people take 10 years to get on a set, like working for, it was ABC, right? Working for ABC, that is such a, I don't think you guys really understand. Like, Angel is one of the most talented actors I know, and I have met some superstar actors. Maybe one day we'll share that, but well, hopefully you'll see me on TV with them. That would be nice. But Angel is one of the most talented actors I've ever met. The way um, he is as a co-star, because we've, we've worked on a music video together, a lot of you know that. Um, but I've also seen him act on this show that, you know, we were just talking about him being this death kid. And he draws you in. There's something about Angel as an actor and as a person. Um, I feel like when you see him on camera, you instantly feel like he is a friend of yours. And he's also this big actor. He's a superstar. Um, so throughout your career, you also came across another obstacle, which was where you were actually pinned against somebody. So for those of you who don't know... Um, There are entertainers, you know, who, (laughs) I've been pinned against people in my own realm and and they make you fight for something that you love. And it's sad that that's what this industry does to you, but it's happened to you. So tell us about that. What Uh, year, wait, what year did that happen? And you don't have to mention the person's name, but.
1: Real quick, yes. um, I can explain exactly what happened with this. Other opportunity that I was going to achieve. First of all, thank you for uh, hyping me up. <laughs> but I really appreciate that. Yes, for those of you that don't know me, um, my skills and talents involve in dancing, acting, and uh, mixed martial arts, and making YouTube videos for my channel. And um, what else am I good at? I forgot. Oh, and photography. I also take pictures as well as a side job. And six—that's six things I do. I am also the Corpus Christi Spider Man. I do kids' birthday parties and uh, have make people have a great time. You know, I do a lot of things on my, my agenda. My and hustler. now let's go to where I had an opportunity when I was uh, yeah. when I was struggling <laughs> from twenty eighteen. The show. Yeah, nah, 2018, 2019, at the end of 2019, almost the end, I, was, I would say November, I don't know when, uh, it's been a while, 2019, I got an audition role for a movie, a big opportunity for a movie, not that, it was not for a deaf character, it was for me to play uh, a character in a movie called 12 Mighty Orphans that's just about to come out. And, um, I was supposed to play this 15-year-old boy. Of course, I don't. Clean-shaped, you know, nice haircut. I look like a 16-year-old, trust me. With facial hair, I look maybe. Well, that depends on what you guys think I look like. Anyways, I did the audition. Nailed it. 100%. Good. Sent it to my agent. She sent it to the casting director. The The casting directors got it and loved it. I got the call back. But it was in a taped audition. Mind you, I was in Corpus Christi. The audition is in Dallas. That's a six, seven-hour drive. One trip. I was broke. Like, when I got the call back, they didn't want a a video audition. They wanted me to go appear in person because they were interested in me. Before the
0: pandemic and all that happened? Before the
1: pandemic. This was in 2019, so...
0: Mind you, every actor who is attached to an agency, all your auditions are in person. Like, everything's in person. Yes. But, yeah.
1: Now, anyways, when I got the memo that they wanted me to appear in person in Dallas, I did not have a car. I was broke. I was going through a little bit of a homeless situation because uh, I was young and I got kicked out because I... Uh, well, I wasn't good enough to be with my fi- my other family, not my Gatu family, my Garcia family. I have two families. Anyways, I was going through a struggle, and when I got that all I thought, okay, great. All I had in my pocket was two hundred dollars, two hundred something dollars. I had to take the bus, It's a round trip bus of like it, it cost like I don't know how much, a hundred and twenty dollars. And I had my bag of clothes and equipment ready to go. I was peach fuzz and everything. I wasn't even like nowhere ready for this scene. But I came prepared. Got on the bus. Went to Dallas. Slept in it. Woke up. It was like. This was 3 in the morning. This was 3 in the morning. I got to Dallas. It was 6 hour drive. I arrived in Dallas at 3 o'clock in the morning. Way too early. The, uh, the uh, audition was at. 10 a.m. When I got to Dallas, again, zero money. I had less. I stayed the night. Well, not the night, but when I got to Dallas, took a train to get to the location. But when I got to the location, it was far. And I was still early. Um, Took the train. Arrived at 5 a.m. I had to chill. I had to sit in a park, waiting, sweating, tired, hungry, and just, you know, I was drained. I didn't even, I, I slept on a bench in a park, and this was in Dallas. They have a homeless situation, so security or cops would come and be like, hey, who can't sleep here? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just waiting for an audition to, uh, for a movie role, and, you know, i just, I came from Corpus Christi, and I don't have money. And he said, I'm sorry, but you can't sleep here or else other people will come and sleep here. And I'm like, okay, no problem, thank you, thank you. So I got up, left, and just stayed awake. I stayed awake all morning till 10 a.m. Once 10 a.m. came, I showed up to the audition. I was dirty, I was sweating, my hair was a mess, peach fuzz, but like I said, I came prepared. I knew it was gonna happen, so I went to the bathroom where the audition was taking place, took off my clothes, Put on clean once, shaved, cleaned up. Now, I look like I didn't go through everything I just went through. I look like I didn't even, I look like I just showed up, primed, ready to go. No, I was a mess, but I was ready for the audition. There I am, sitting in the uh, audition room, waiting for my turn. Now, everybody took their turns. I went in, auditioned. Nailed it, oh, this was so close. Now, I went back. They wanted me to wait in the waiting room. Usually, when you finish an audition, we just leave. They requested me to stay. And I thought that was a good sign. This is it. Okay. So, I'm sitting there, confident, ready to get this movie. And I'm like, oh, yes. But, now, another person went in, came back, sat with me in the audition room. And I thought, oh, okay. Looks like they were interested in this guy. Mind you, this guy is also with... My agency, so, yeah, now, the casting directors requested we come up in person, and I thought, oh, okay, this is it, this is it, okay. I got my script, I memorized the lines, got everything ready. Me and this guy, who is also with my agency, we went in, and she was like, hey, man, good luck, and he's like, he's tall, so, like this, I'm 5'5", five five. he's like five. Seven. I'll give
0: you a hint. I was just co-star in a couple of things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we appeared in front of the directors, and they gave a good look at us. And I was like, okay. You know, I was nervous, but I was ready. I was determined to get this. Now, the director says, "Angel, can you step up, please?" Yes, sir. What would you like me to do? And he said, "Thank you so much for coming. That'll be all." I'm like. I'm like, oh, I don't understand. I'm uh, ready to do the lines. Where would you like just Where would you like me to start off at? You know, and he said, Oh no no, that's it. Thank you for coming. Um, and I'm like, Wait what? But I was I was frozen. I was standing there, speechless. Like, so you don't want me to go through the lines? And, and they thought, No no, that's okay. Uh, thank you for coming. We, we can go ahead and exit. And I'm like, right. I, I was like. Boiling inside, boiling inside. Confused. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I want. My agent told me I had to be professional at every audition. I wanted to go off at them, like, wait. I wanted to tell them what it went through. I wanted to tell them that I stepped outside, you know, they to get didn't to this audition. Give you a full but I couldn't explain because if I did explain, they would contact my agent and tell tell her that I was being unprofessional, and I'd probably get in trouble. Suspended or whatever. So I'm looking at him like, are you sure? I mean, you know, I came a long way to uh, do this world and if you could give me a chance to uh, express this character. And they said, no, I'm sorry, but we have a potential actor for the scene. And I'm like, understandable. You know, I couldn't express it because I had to be quiet and I just walked off. Again, didn't have a car. I walked back to the train station. This was a twenty-minute walk, twenty minutes, twenty-five. I was sweating. I was, I was mad, angry, frustrated. I was very, very emotional at this moment. Got to the train station, sitting there, miserable. Like, what the heck just happened? You know, like, is this is this how it is for acting? What does this guy have that arrow hair? Oh, okay. I get it. He's tall. He's handsome. Mind
0: you, this role was also for a Hispanic person. And the person who was booked. It was, was for a Hispanic, Hispanic role,
1: you know, but he was
0: not Hispanic. light. The other half of me <laughs> is basically what he is and it's so sad because as you can see, like all All sides of the entertainment industry, talking about music, acting, models, there are no Mexican-Americans, and us, we are part of a Mexican-American agency, like, represents, and the fact that this is for a Mexican-American role to be given to a white person um, is sad, because that means less opportunities, I mean, there's less opportunities for us and those Big opportunities was one That one Mexican-American role was taken away and given to a white person. So Angel's story here really expresses a lot of, um, obviously, the emotion and, and the difficulties that you go through.
1: Yeah, I, I was on a mission. You know, I was on a mission to get this movie role. Finally, the struggle would end. But when I showed up in person, they didn't even give me a chance. They just said, they took a good look at me. That's it, gotta be all. I was on my way. Went through all that. I was broke too. I'm sitting in the train. I'm gonna continue the story. I was sitting in the train. Got a text message from my agent. She said, well, Angel, how did it go? And I'm like, I'm staring at it. One's here. I was mad, I was like, Ugh. I started crying at the train. It wasn't like, ah, uh, but like, uh, bottling inside. I texted her, I said, Fingers crossed. Let's see what happens. That's all I said. You know, I didn't want to disappoint her or anything like that. So I thought, okay, let's go back home. At least I have my bus ticket. I was hungry, starving, and got to the bus. Still miserable. I felt depressed. I wanted to quit right there, you know. Now, when I got home, went straight to sleep, woke up, not even like in the best of moods. And my agent said I had another audition. When she said that, I wasn't even excited. No more. I wasn't even excited. I was. I was like, I guess, yeah. It was for a commercial, and then I got another audition. Now, over the past years, twenty to twenty twenty one. Now, I don't even get excited at all for anything I do. I still act it out, you know the same way, you know, that same energy, like, alright, let's do this, play the character, finish, then go back to my normal life, you know, like, you know, we'll see what happens, you know, it looks great, she's my agent, she loves it, she sent it to the casting director, they love it, well, hopefully they love it, and ever since then, I haven't, ever since that opportunity movie, I haven't gotten anything, I only had like, one commercial that I can't even see, it's an all-state commercial, and I have to wait till it comes on, on TV.
0: Do you know when that airs? Hmm? Do you know when that airs?
1: No. They Man. don't tell us this. You know, we have to literally watch it ourselves. It's not on YouTube. It's not on an advertisement page. Nothing. It's just, I'm like, I'm mad. And it,
0: it also bears on the production teams, too. A lot of the production teams, will not let you have access to it. They won't even let you see it at all. Now, I've been very lucky to be very close with a lot of the people I work with um, that they, like, give me, like, you know, what the commercial is, you know. And yeah, like,
1: but they don't, uh, they just don't let us know. If it's a commercial, they won't let us know. We just have to find out for ourselves. Yeah. If it's a movie or a TV show, they'll let us know. Like, hey, man, release date right here. But other than that, I'm not giving up. I'm still going. I'm still doing auditions, nailing them left and right, doing my thing. But
0: Do you feel like COVID may have affected opportunity as for actors? Say again? Do you feel like COVID may have affected opportunity for actors?
1: Affected opportunities for actors? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even feel positive about it anymore, you know? I mean, uh, I i'll finish the audition Mm
0: -hmm.
1: done i'll go back to my like normal state and send it in but it it can break you a little bit you know it can put you in a bit of a depressive episode when you had this opportunity so close so close you had this big chance now no one will know your name but I'm actually glad I got to tell this story because I finally get to let it off my chest. I wanted to talk to somebody about it. But I I kept it bottled inside for years. And it was frustrating. But now, don't give up. You know, you keep going.
0: You also have a YouTube channel.
1: I have a YouTube channel. Um, I started my YouTube channel back in high school. And I got into theater. I decided to make skits and stuff. But... I wasn't doing very well because I didn't have the equipment, the cameras. Mm-hmm. My YouTube name is Taco Lover. I also do sign language. On the, what um, made you
0: come up with Taco Lover? Hmm? What made you come up with the name Taco Lover?
1: It's my childhood nickname. Really? When I was a kid, okay. my mom would make me tacos every morning. And I would bring it to school. I would have like four or three tacos every morning. Even in the lunchroom. My friends come up and be like, you're such a taco lover and I'm like taco lover, you know, and then it stuck taco lover. It, it rhymed in my head Then I kept the process in my head for many years. I'm like hmm. Coming up with a YouTube name what Should I do should I that guy? <laughs> but no, I thought wait Taco lover So I would do a YouTube name like what up taco lover here and welcome back to my new video or something, you know, and then I, I created a character for YouTube so that was it.
0: What is your YouTube channel about? Is it
1: um, It's not big. It's not exciting. But I I do skits, and for athletes, workout videos, arm wrestling videos, and uh, bright dancing, vlogs, and short films, and ASL sign language, music videos, that too. But it's hard to do music videos because, you know, the copyright strikes. If I can't make it on a TV show or a movie, might as well just become this guy and make my OWN films. And have my uh, acting agency, actors and actresses, get involved in it so they can have demo reels and screen time, you know, for people that have never been used to being in front of a camera. That's what I like to do and give every person an opportunity to showcase their talents and get it done.
0: What made you want to do that? What made you want to bring people from the agency onto your platform?
1: Because I know what it's like to feel like a failure. You know, when you have this opportunity right there, you got it, but they just let you go. I know what it's like now. I understand. Everybody's going through the same thing too. So I thought, ah, forget that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come up with my own sketches and Movies and let everybody get their screen time, you know. Have somebody who lost an opportunity get to be in a movie, it can be a short film or anything like that. So, I thought, ah, I want everybody to have an opportunity to, you know. I, I know that I'm struggling with everything I'm going through, but I'm more of an op- opportunity. Uh, opportuni- uh, what's that word? Uh, optimist. I'm an optimistic person and would like to see people succeed, you know? And as well as myself, too.
0: Well, thank you so much for talking to us and sharing your story yeah. with Rap Geeks. Um, Obviously, the story is really, really different in the way that we have this set up. It's not studio time. This is really just like a face-to-face conversation. Um, so go ahead, plug yourself up. Tell us where to find you on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Yeah,
1: um... On Instagram, my name is The Real Taco Lover. Just one word. And yeah, you can follow me on Instagram.
0: And your YouTube channel?
1: YouTube channel is One Word Taco Lover. Just one word. Put it on the search bar, you'll see my face.
0: <laughs> and you want to do Facebook? You want to. Let them know where to find you on Facebook.
1: I don't really use uh, my Facebook pages often, but it is the real Taco Lover as well. So it's the same name as my Instagram.
0: Alrighty. Well, thank you so much, Angel. And that's the pizza again.
1: And wait, uh, before we go, I'm going to use my YouTube sign-up, which is have a good... Oh, no, wait. Actually, thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed. Have a good day, night, life, whatever. Taco Lovers. See you.